Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill. Get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. This is lawyer Philip Addison. Every Thursday night, 7 p.m., listen to Personality Profile on Joy FM, where top personalities meet. It will motivate you, to inspire you, to send you to greater heights. Andrea Kwakufi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on personality profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hello, Ghana. My name is Senor Jose, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. Keep listening to personality profile with Lexis Bill because it delivers the value that sets you apart for success. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things, the books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet, you need to meet, to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you get all the inspiration you need.
7 FM. Yay! The Thursday is here. I love it. Yeah. I get to speak to amazing people who are uh, causing change and doing great things for Madagana. And this evening, I have one such amazing story for you. Welcome aboard. My name is Lexus Bill. Let me say thanks a lot to my team as well for putting this together. Yeah. We got to talk about something that has been bugging my mind for quite a while. You know, um, today's is quite special because I personally have wondered many times how life itself would have been uh, if some of us didn't have the gift of speaking and hearing. I mean, you're listening to me on the radio right now and you probably are enjoying what you're hearing from Joy FM, but what if you didn't have that gift of hearing? Yeah. What if, you know, we had to only speak to you through signs and deliberate instructions and whatnot? What if you couldn't actually even communicate? Yeah. You could listen to radio and you hear nothing. Have you thought about it? I mean, I really can't imagine how life would be, you know, but it is a reality for many of our friends, family members, children, and members of our community. Luckily for us, there are people who have dedicated their lives to helping people, especially children with speech and language disabilities. My guest is a speech and language therapist with several years experience as an early years practitioner, a counselor, support coach for staff working in the field of disability. Now she's worked in both the public, private and voluntary sector for many years in the UK and Ghana. She's the founder of Awawa 2 and initiator of the setting up of the audiology and speech and language therapy department of the University of Ghana. Nana Ekia Owusu is my guest here on Versace Football. Welcome, Nana Ekia. Thank you. How are you? I am very well. Oh, and I must say that you know how to put things together. Really? I had to say it. I mean, she's looking. You should go on our Facebook page. You're alive, eh? She, she's got this Afropolitan look and oh, you got it going on. Oh, thank you. Is this the Duku or this has a more, you know, refined name? Um, rap normally. This is a rap. Yes. This this is Duku. This is Duku. <laughs> I'll show you Duku. Duku is a bit tro tro tro. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But this is cotton, man. Eh? Yes. All right. Cotton. Anyway, but you look good. I'm so Thank happy you. that you're here today. First of all, let me commend you for the great work you're doing for Ghana and the many families that you have successfully helped in this endeavor. I mean, I read a lot about you and I thought, well, this is quite a, a challenging thing that you're doing. And for you to do it so yes and commit your life to it. It's impressive. Good job. Thank you. Are you fulfilled? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I am fulfilled. I believe that this is work that was made for me. You know mm. how we say um, something is a calling? Yeah. I believe that this is my calling. This wow. is something that I have been called to do. Mm. I, I normally would tell um, my students or people that even if I was very, very ill, mm. And um, I have to see somebody who is um, a child or I have to meet a child who has a, a, a challenge or a difficulty. Immediately, I forget all about my illness. Wow. Yes, until I have seen them. Um, so working as a speech and language therapist, I have really enjoyed this. And um, I think today is a good opportunity to talk about, you know, how these things happen for many of these children yeah if you imagine if you think about it you are um, 
a parent and you look forward to having children mm -hmm. so thankfully you become pregnant nine months later everybody's so happy and um, you have your child and then some few months down the line some uh, 24 months down the line you are told that um, the, the child has a problem or you discover that this child is not communicating or doing things that you would expect mm -hmm. and um, you find out that this child is not um, talking or able to express themselves in uh, socially acceptable yeah. ways that yeah. we ex expect and, and, and can be very, very uh, devastating for a lot of parents. Yeah. And it breaks families um, because families, sometimes family members start quarreling, like a husband and wife. Oh. Um, yeah, but this is not in my family, and yeah. you know I don't have this in my family, and yeah. none of them have it in their family. But it has happened. Yeah, and for some members, uh, it can actually lead to um, marriage breakdowns. Wow! I have had um, a couple of times. I've had people come back because we've. Some families have agreed, or uh, for us to refer them for counselling, mm -hmm. and I've had the family come back to really thank us for yeah. you know for uh, initiating initiating okay. that but mm -hmm. generally speech and language um, difficulties are broad mm -hmm. so we have it from for children and then we have it also for adults you know we'll, we'll go into those technical details yeah but uh, let me just satisfy my curiosity okay. <laughs> for starters before we actually we get into the technical bit where you can lecture us on it <laughs> I mean, I need to put my mind to rest. Like I was telling you before we came on here, I sat today and I just imagined, what if I couldn't hear and I couldn't talk? You are closer to the action, so you would probably know how the people feel. Earlier you were talking about families and third parties, but the people themselves, do you have an idea what it feels like to be in that position? I mean, I can only, I can only imagine it. I mean, it's, not, it's very difficult to know exactly how people feel. But yes, people must feel devastated. Imagine mm. that you cannot be included in many, many, many things. For example, um, we had a little boy once before who we managed to get into a school, and, and that is always a struggle, getting children into mainstream who have uh, language uh, challenges. Yeah. And initially, this little boy, um, because he was insecure, because mm -hmm. he was not talking. I mean, he, he's communicating in his own way, but he's not talking, expressing himself in the way that is acceptable to you and I. And I uh, remember that initially he was he would be spitting and um, being very antisocial in his behavior. And a lot of the children in the school were um, moving away moving from him away from and not wanting to associate or to uh, play with him. Yeah. Um, and this is partly because this child does not know how to express himself and the best way he knows how to do is to do it in his own way, which means I spit means don't come close or I am not happy with something. Yeah. Uh, but subsequently, uh, with support, they became, um, he, he, he became um, more and more able yeah. to express himself, not verbally, Okay. but at least non-verbally, mm. you know, and was able to uh, move with the other children in the school. 
And so I visited the school again, and um, as I was observing what was going on, the children would come to me and they would go, Miss, 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 uh, now Kojo is our friend and we are playing with Kojo mm. and Kojo likes to do this, Kojo likes to do that. You know, Kojo's insecurity had subsided because yeah. he had somebody who was supporting him in the school. And the children now are playing with him. Now he's more included in what they are doing in school. Yeah. The children know him. If they meet him in the community, they can they can wave, yeah. you know, yeah. and say, we know this little boy. Otherwise, yeah. such children are normally locked at home. Or some, some people lock them up in the house and do not allow them out of the homes. So you, you know, can imagine Yeah, and what, even what kind worse, of life would that be. What's even worse for me is knowing that you have to live with this condition forever. Yes. Most of these people have to live with it forever. Yes. I don't know whether there are levels of resolution. Are, are they ever able to resolve these? Or like I'm thinking, you have to live with it forever. Yes, you do have to live with it forever. There's no cure for it. I mean, as I say, but as we say, God moves in mysterious ways. Yeah. When there could be miracles. But Have you um, seen any of the miracles yet? Um... I would say that I have seen some of the miracles, not people talking uh, as you and I, yeah. but making s enough progress such that they are able to uh, be part of uh, so their society or their community mm. again. Yeah, and, and my miracles are different levels, mm. if you understand. Yeah. So you can have a child who is completely not doing much, not mm. talking, um, attention and listening, having difficulty sitting, and suddenly, you know, when you have done a bit of therapy with that child, you find that there's a lot of improvement and a lot of change. And for me, it is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, I mean, I said, I said before, um, when I sent that little brief, it's one of the things that I've really, really enjoyed um, are those testimonies um, when parents come and say that now Kwame can sit, mm. we go to church, and Kwame can sit um, with me for a whole 30 minutes. Yeah. He's not running around, he's not trying to go for the pastor's mic or trying to go and yeah. play the instrument. Yeah. And now he can sit with me for all this period so we can focus and listen to the word of God, I think. For yeah. me, it's, it's a huge testimony and, and I love hearing those you stories. You talked about how it affects families and Earlier, you chronicled how you know families could actually even break yeah. because of these conditions. Now, yeah. when you meet parents like this who have kids who have these impairments and are devastated in that state, what do you tell them? It's very difficult. It really is very difficult. Um, we can only um, assure them and let them know that we are there to do the best we can to improve, you know, to make progress for mm -hmm. the child and to make an impact in their lives. Um, but beyond that, it is very, very difficult because these are children who are going to remind, you know, at different stages, the parent is going to go through different stages of grieving. At different stages, they're going to grieve for this child that they never had. Mm. So you've had a little boy at two years, you'd expect it, you expected them to start talking. Mm. They are not talking. Um, you go and see the therapist, let's say, come see us, and then we start working and uh, helping to improve the child's um, communication. 
But then at five years, other children or his mates are going to school or to mainstream school. Your child is still not able to do that. So even though you are happy that there has been some progress from two years to five, at five years you are reminded again. Then when you see his mates going to maybe senior high school mm -hmm. and then to university, so at every stage parents are reminded, you know, of mm. the um, the child they never had. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like every time you die over again. Yeah. Yeah. Because or you 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 kind of bury the child yeah. that you were expecting to have. Yeah. Uh, and that is very difficult, and that's something that we really cannot. Um, take away, you know yeah. what I mean. How do you personally feel when you meet these instances? Well, <laughs> it's very difficult to actually um, kind of quantify it. It's very difficult for me to express it. But personally, when I meet these challenges, I feel I, I feel sad. Nevertheless, I also feel I'm nearly always positive that we can do something to make progress. And I say this because uh, sometimes you can support these children uh, against the odds, mm. what I call against the odds. And we might think that this child has this difficulty and nothing can be done about it. But when we think about um, other people, when I look at other people who have had, who have uh, disabilities, so for example, I don't know whether you know about this Stephen Hawkins man. Yes, Stephen Hawkins, I know the, the late Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, the late Stephen Hawkins. And then we have also like the Helen Kellers and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes in our community, we, because we do not appreciate, we, you know, we do not appreciate uh, difference mm -hmm. and do not invest in children who may have challenges. I think personally that we lose the opportunity to have some great people um, in our midst. Mm. And that is why I feel sad about the situation because I look at some of the children and I think if we had the right resources and enough resources to be able to support some of these children, um, they may be um, authors and they may be mm -hmm. uh, people who would be deliverers yeah. in different areas you know in the country but because we do not invest in many of these children I think that the country loses out a lot because yeah. many of these children can be helped and can be supported and so they will be able to take on areas and do things that will progress the country do you get you get yeah, what I mean I, I totally yeah do. so I, I feel mean, sad about yeah, it for yeah. that um, and, and same here because now that you mentioned Stephen Hawkins I'm just thinking like he rose to become a professor in mathematics at Cambridge and is one of the, well, <laughs> most renowned, yes. renowned physicists, yeah. you know, and cited in so many mm -hmm. academic journals mm -hmm. and whatnot. And you don't see that possibility this side of the world. Exactly. Because there's nothing there to support you know, people with their speech impairment. Yes, and that is what I mean by, very, I find it very sad. Yeah. Because I see some of these children, even at two years, three years, and you can see this child has potential. Yeah. If you can help this child, and we can help that child to a point, that if they had the necessary uh, devices yeah. and all that we need to be able to progress them, including 
allowing them uh, into mainstream, into school. Yeah. Even if they can go to mainstream school, to have a system where they are also educated so that they will be able to support um, the country, yeah. I, I believe. I know you helped set up the audiology and speech and language therapy department at the University of Ghana. What really does the training focus on? Okay, so the training focuses on training audiologists. So there's one part audiologist. So those are the people, uh, the professionals who take care of our hearing. Okay. So they would find out whether <coughs> you can hear right mm. or whether you need uh, aids okay. or whether you have to um, go to signing school. But now we have. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So cochlear implants. And so that cochlear implants is actually imitating how the cochlear works. And so more and more people are now uh, exploring that as well. And then we have speech and language therapy. Mm. And this department... Um, looks after people with communication and swallowing disabilities. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, your story is one of self-sacrifice. I mean, even the part about feeling sad every time you have a, 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 a an issue or a challenge with uh, somebody, that's, that's self-sacrifice. You know <laughs> what I mean? You, you can't feel sad on your job every time, you know? But 15 years ago, you had a good-paying job in the UK and you resigned and moved <laughs> back to Ghana. Um, yeah, how did you hear that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you that. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> well, I found out. And I want to actually get to hear the full story. But let's build it up from where you were born, where you're from. Mm. Um, of course, I, I need to understand where the Afrocentric roots <laughs> are coming from. So let's start from there, and then we'll, we'll build it up to why you came back to Ghana. Yes, okay. So um, Where are you from? I'm from a, little, a town called Pechi Number Two in the Ashanti region, Bekwai. Ah, Kumasi. Yes, Kumasi ah. area, Bekwai. Do you Ashanti? Yes, but I didn't. I never lived there. Yeah. Yes, and I, I never really lived. I lived in Kumasi, but um, I don't know me. I'm not. I don't know it as well as I know Accra. Yeah. Some for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Now you're done about. Um, I can say me but I can say between, in between. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but we walk to school sometimes, so I don't know whether. Are, are, are you explaining? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you trying? So, to but we, but I grew up in uh, Achim Tafo. Okay. New okay. Tafo, Koforidia yeah. Tafo. Yeah. Because my father used to work at the Cocoa Research Institute. Okay. Yes, in Tafo, so that's where we all grew up. Mm. And I am uh, the ninth of 11 for my mother. Okay. And I don't know which number I am for my father because my father had 18 of us. Um, wow. But he liked, he li you know, he, he owned up to having all these children, so he did not. So we were all together, kind you of. You were all together? Yeah, but not in the same house, but yeah. like he brought us together so we know each other. So. Um, This man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. so um, like my. Um, Other brothers and sisters, we mm. we all um, moved together as brothers and sisters, so there was no real. Your mom had 11. My mom had 11, and I'm number nine. Are you following so suit? 
No, <laughs> no not really. Okay. <laughs> Those were the times. I know, really. I know, I know. Yeah. So, so that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I had a really nice, lovely um, childhood. Mm. Because in my house, at any one time, there were enough of us, you know, uh, to keep ourselves uh, company. We had, I had brothers, we were in the uh, senior high school. I had mm. my brothers, I had two brothers in, um, who went to Arisado. Mm. And then I, I went to Wesley Girls High School. And then I had a sister from um, Ghana National. So like Cape Coast schools, and yeah. we all come home. And it, it, was, it was just fun. So I had a really what nice What would you say was the biggest lesson that setting taught you? The whole family setting? Um, I think the, the, the growing up together and supporting, being there for each other, I feel that that's dead. And my, and my, and my mom, my mom's training, um, also I think I would find, um, was the quite touching. training? Like, no, no, like the way she trained us. How did she train to you? To be honest. Okay. Yes, to be honest, both my mom and my dad, to be, uh, to be honest and to be hospitable. I think that was one of her biggest things okay. that we needed yeah. to be hospitable. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. Did you have a uh, a career ambition as a young person? I think as a young person at the time, I don't know what happened, but everybody wanted to do mass communication at the time. So at the time, I also wanted to do mass communication. Don't ask me what it is, because at the time, I wasn't <laughs> even sure, but it was yeah, just everyone was saying they wanted to. I'm surprised, because, I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I would, uh, well, somebody said, well, who would I thunk? <laughs> you know? <laughs> mass communication. That's what everyone was talking about at the time. So it sounded. Where did you hear that from? I, I don't know, but it just, it, it just sounded uh, chic. Nobody wanted to be a, a doctor. Or yes, others wanted to be. But, you yeah. know, I, I had more of mass communication around, <laughs> and so that's what I said I wanted to be. But uh, and I think, in a way, what I'm doing now has to do with communication, it and I think it is related yes. in in some way. So I'm well, kind of doing mass. the clinical side of <laughs> yes. communication. Yes, because yes, so I eventually ended up uh, doing clinical communications. Right. So I think it was in there somewhere. Were there specific things that you were interested in as a young person? Yes, I think I I love drama. 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 And I wanted to act, yes. Ah. I, I love to act. Okay. Yes. And I remember that at school, I was in nearly every play. Wow. At school. So I think if it had been today, I probably would have acted. I see. Because I love, I, I think I And love you would it. have been a screen goddess, I gotta be honest. Oh, really? You. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thank you. Now in Wesley Girls, what did you study? Um, Wesley Girls, well, remember you had subjects. So I did arts. Um, I did, I can't remember the courses now because it's a long time ago. Yeah. I did, um, so did normal English, yeah. maths, uh, general, general maths, and I, I didn't do additional maths. And I did uh, geography. Okay. And um, religious studies, French. Um, and then home economics. Yeah, so you yeah. are an art student. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I think about did about eight. So yes, that's another thing. You know, I'm an art student, mm. but speech and language therapy is like a cross between arts and science. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always said that if I had done that, if I was in this country, it probably would have been difficult for me to have been allowed to switch because I'm an art student. But um, 
I was able to do that. How did you do it? So what, after Wesley Girls, what did you do? You after Wesley Girls, uh, no, I, I was here. I did the University of Legon, and then University I traveled. University of Ghana. University of Ghana, and then I traveled, yes. What did you study at the University of Ghana? English. English. Yes, English and linguistics. And linguistics. So just when we started the conversation, William Ngoma sent a message on our WhatsApp platform. It says, Lexus, you left one of her achievements out. And William puts this in caps and bold. He writes, she taught Queen Elizabeth II brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Le William Ngoma, this is it. <laughs> says, Nana is one of God's gifts to Ghana. Lexus, you have no idea how many lives she's touched since the early 2000s with our World War II. I've been blessed to have known and worked with her. Nana, this is your boy, now promoted to Dr. Kokoti Senior. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, that's Carl, I know. Yes, yes. That's, that's, oh, what good. that's really kind. Yes. Uh, lots of messages are coming in. That's um, kind. My three-year-old boy is not able to speak. He only bubbles a lot. He's in school. He could not mention daddy or mommy. He sometimes says, go, 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 go. He doesn't like some kind of food you may want to give him. And I think people are sharing their experiences mm. as well. Thank you so much, uh, Ambassador, for sending that as well. And I'm sure probably a bit later uh, we, we can analyze uh, mm. that issue that was uh, sent in. Ike in the USA sent a message. says, Lexus, I applaud your guest for her initiatives. Alfred Einstein, uh, we all know, was speech impaired until five years. Ghanaians need to do a lot more to enhance the disabled, and that's from Ike in the USA. Thank you so much. You can also WhatsApp us on 055-1111-997, or if you are on our live uh, Facebook feed, you can put your comments in the comment section so that we can read from you. Okay, so after doing arts, um, going to University of Ghana, they're going to do linguistics. Then I went away. To the UK. To the UK. And, um, what did you do there? School? Um, initially, n uh, yes, I schooled in, in eventually. But then no, initially, initially, what did you do? Initially, <laughs> uh, initially, what took me there? Um, I think it's just wanting to go away at the time. Um, and then also my... Um, yeah, so initially I went away. <laughs> initially I went away. Yeah, no, you, sk you skipped the whole paragraph. <laughs> That's okay. How do you know? I haven't I skipped anything. I, I could feel it. <laughs> I saw the program rolling out and you just skipped it. So you went away. Go ahead. I went away, yes. Yeah. And so um, then I found work. Mm. And um, yes, and again, I got into work that had to do with helping uh, people. And I think that's one of the things that I also enjoy, mm. you know, making people happy. Yeah. Yes. And, and, um, and after working for a while, my nephew became involved in speech therapy. Okay. So he needed speech therapy at the time. So my younger sister's son. Mm. And um, I used to accompany her to her appointments and her reviews. Mm -hmm. And then I just got interested. And I said, hmm, this, this is interesting. Wow. Um, and the lecturer at the time, he's since died. He's called um, Professor Law. And he said, this would be a wonderful thing for you to explore yeah. so he arranged for me to go and visit a therapist in hospitals in mm. schools and in the community clinics and then I decided that I would like to do it so I enrolled for it 
Wow. I applied and okay. I was accepted. And when you were done with it, now you... And when I was done with it, I worked, I worked for um, nearly 10 years in the UK. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, I think I had the call to, to come to Ghana. I, I needed to come to Ghana to do a little research to find out what was going on in Ghana mm -hmm. in relation to speech and language therapy. What was happening? Were people receiving same similar services? Because in the UK, we found out that many people from Ghanaian and Nigerian backgrounds, like African backgrounds, were not really taking, um, they were not benefiting from the service because they, they were not going for the appointments. Mm. So I came to Ghana and I did a needs assessment just to find out about speech and language and what was here yeah. and found there was nothing. Was that, very was that research very, very done little. because, was that an academic research? Um, I did it, yes, as an academic research. However, it was uh, something that I did for myself okay. just to find out. And then, um, then subsequently, I decided to come home and start something. Okay, you've done this research. You realize that there's, there's nothing of the sort. It means that the system itself doesn't have structures to support anything of the sort at the time, right? <laughs> so when I came in, yeah. I, I tried um, with the government sectors first. Mm -hmm. I, did a, I, I did a bit of going around and finding out what was there. So I got, I got to know quite a few uh, local organizations. Mm. Uh, so I got to know, for example, the Autism Awareness Care and Training Center, which is mm -hmm. ACT, and linked up with them and thought, okay, we have something for autism. So I was trying to find something, groups for all the different uh, areas yeah. that I work, I work with and found that there wasn't much. Apart from autism, I didn't find anything. Apart from acts, I didn't really find much. Mm -hmm. So I got in touch with um, uh, GES, uh, the special ed section, and I was very, very frequent visitor there, trying to see if we could collaborate and mm -hmm. do something together. But um, I got a bit frustrated, I must say. You got frustrated? Yeah. You were not open to it? I don't know. Well, you know, it's it's a bigger organization and it's a government organization. So even if they were interested, it had to go through, you know, lots and lots of yeah. bureaucratic um, bureaucracy stuff. Yeah. So in the end, someone from the special ed advised me, Nana, if you really want to do this, just go set your own thing up and, and, and just go right. ahead with it because they would just frustrate you or delay you. So and that's is that what you did? And that's, yeah, and that's what I did, yes. So I started off with this, you know, um, I don't even know how. I think people got to know that I, I was around and started uh, referring children to me. Yeah. Initially, I wasn't sure whether I was going to um, stay. But, um, yeah, so when I started seeing the children, I thought, there's no turning back. Yeah. but it was So I went back, yeah. and then I terminated my appointment and then came back. At the time, you were being paid well. Yeah. And at the time, you I was comfortable. You were comfortable. Yeah. D don't be. I modest. didn't used to think you about it when I signed my checks. <laughs> but when you go back here, <laughs> you had to count every door, <laughs> every city. Yeah? Yes, I do. Now I do. At the time when you came back, and and of course, as you said, you had to set it up on your own. Yeah. Start on your own. Yeah. My husband helped me a lot. Yeah. Yes, initially. 
and he helped me a lot. So I had to, you know, we had to invest in putting our money yeah. and everything because if you needed to rent a place, buy your uh, equipment and stuff, we don't need much to yeah. start off to support um, these children. But still, whatever we needed, we had to find Get them ourselves. Yourself. Yes. Yeah. But did it did it make money in the beginning? No, the idea is not to make money. The mm. idea is to help. And so I'm not, we are not into making money. Mm. Um, I have a, a colleague um, with whom we s we've set up a, a practice, a private practice. So we, we work there like social entrepreneurs. Yeah. So the idea is that the profits from our private practice will then uh, support yeah. our two, and he also has a deaf um, uh, organization that he helps. So yeah. that was the idea, that we have the private practice and then the private practice, the, the profits from the private practice will help Awawa too mm. and his uh, organization. So the plan, the idea was not, it's not there for profits. But well, I, I mean, so I'm thinking it's a job. This is your, your job that you were doing. Yes, at the time, I think because I had a little money myself, so I was relying on that money. I really, it's very difficult because if you said you're going to pay yourself, um, well, you have to pay yourself something in the end. But you can never pay yourself like big monies because yeah. whatever you pay yourself, uh, you have to take it from people who are already overburdened. Yeah. Okay. If you have a child who has a challenge or who has a disability, it is an expensive, it's an expensive situation to be in, and so you can't, you know, it's very difficult to charge mm. um, huge amounts of money yeah. so that you be f you feel comfortable. Yeah. So you have to do something else to be able to supplement what What else I did you do? Um, work as a speech and language therapist and, you know, in the, in the private practice yeah. and, and support myself that way. Um, and then now I'm doing the university yeah. as well. What, what, were there times that you thought, maybe let me just go back and go back to the UK where things are a lot easier and I have all the structures? I really have never because, you know, the, the children don't stop coming through mm. the parents the families don't stop coming through and um, and in fact I have thought about and I've thought I can't go back you know with all these people what am I going to do with them who am I going to leave them with I can't go back so in fact what I have done is um, sponsored somebody to also go and do the speech and language therapy program so that even if I'm not there it will continue so okay. there'll be people to be able to um, what was the what was the one thing that really shocked you when you started operating in Ghana? Many things shocked me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of one thing that shocked me, but many, there were many things uh, that shocked me. Uh, I think now um, it's probably people having very little knowledge and information about communication development mm -hmm. and what to expect um, of their children at the different ages so that people would come very late, you know, for support, for help. Yeah. So by three years, a child should really be talking and, and, and expressing themselves relatively well. And um, the fact that sometimes people would come and say, oh, usa, you know, the child is three years and usa, she's still quite young. Um, so I think some of that I found a little shocking that, you know, people would leave it for so long. Yeah. Yes, before coming for help. Or that um, 
their, their father or somebody in the family never spoke till they were about six or seven years old. And I'm always saying that that could be true, but you also need to know about the circumstances and what was happening at the time. So if a child didn't speak till they were about six or seven, um, what else was happening at okay. the time? Yeah. yeah, so I think I found that a little um, difficult, which meant that uh, people were not, I don't know whether what was happening in the child welfare clinics, because child welfare clinics were supposed to be given information. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ...to uh, parents when they had their babies. Uh, and they went for the weighing. Yeah. Or they yeah. went for the, to the clinics. Yeah. But um, I think we find that the child welfare clinics had been reduced to weighing clinics. So they just go weigh the baby and then they're out. Yeah. But ideally, they should be talking about all these things about the development of the child you know yeah. because hearing how the child hears it has a development you know a process the milestones the milestones yes yeah. communication has milestones physical development has milestones emotional development has milestones they all have milestones and i think uh, some of these things are left out and um, i think this is i found that a little yeah Maybe this time you should give us a, a more holistic picture of your work so that folks can understand, you know, the things that you do. If you, I mean, I know you work with children with speech and language difficulties, autism, Down syndrome, cleft palate, and uh, stroke patients as well. Give us some education on this whole thing, generally. Okay. So, um, generally... Children have different, there are different kinds of communication um, uh, disabilities. And I tend to focus on um, children. So you can have children who come in with all the, the ones that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So they are children who have a primary um, problem. So they may have a primary difficulty, which may be because they have autism, then communication becomes a problem. Mm. Because they have a hearing impairment, then communication becomes a problem. Same with Down syndrome, because there are certain things that makes it very difficult um, or makes it uneasy yeah. for communication to flow. So for example, if you take um, autism, they have difficulties with interaction. That is one of the major areas that they find you find they, fi they fall short of. So they have difficulties with communication, they may be uh, obsessive about things. Um, some may not talk. Their behavior is different, or the way they act, the way the way they are wired, and so the way that they might respond to um, their surroundings is very different. And so they need uh, speech and language therapy to help them to be able to be part of what goes on in society. I would mm. say, okay, okay, to be included. Yes. If you take um, children with uh, Down syndrome, we know that um, sometimes inside their mouths they have they may have a, a heavier, a bigger tongue, for example. Their palate may be a little bit arched, so that can affect the, the way that they uh, articulate the sounds. Mm. So what happens in their mouth affects the way, because if you have a heavy and a big tongue, then you are not able to. It's not easy for you to make precise movements. Yeah. 
and be able to articulate sounds very well. And if your uh, palate is also a bit arched, then it is not easy to be able to make certain sounds as mm. well as you could. But then there are other uh, areas as well. The same with cerebral palsy, they may also have their issues. And then hearing impairment, they also have their issues. Okay. What really are the causes of, uh, well, especially speech and language difficulties? It's difficult. I mean, the causes are many and varied, yes. yes. Um, so you can take, um, like the infections, you know, infection meningitis, for example, is one big one. Uh, cerebral malaria is another. Uh, and then generally, um, sometimes concoctions that people have, people take when they are pregnant, not knowing much about it. Concoctions? Yeah, so, you know, in people t may take some uh, herbs or medicines or stuff that may not have been prescribed and not know exactly mm -hmm. what is in, and that can also uh, cause I, I alcohol. Are you referring to um, concoctions for them or what? I don't, I don't understand. For the, per for the pregnant woman. For the pregnant woman, yeah. okay. So the pregnant woman. Like herbs or medicines? Yeah, they take certain medicines that yeah. um, that's not been prescribed. So this kind of self-medication. Yeah. Uh -huh, and they have not been prescribed. And you may not know exactly what is seen and not know how that affects the fetus. Mm. Alcohol can also... Uh, alcohol? Yeah. Yeah, excessive alcohol can actually cause problems mm. um, for your baby. Because children are also born with um, fetal alcohol syndrome. So, I don't know, they're born drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so that can also uh, create... And it's problems. not just for on, on the women's part, the men too, right? Um, or the evidence is not conclusive on uh, the men's part? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure about the men's part yeah. yet. <laughs> yes, but I think for now there's a lot more... Uh, because when you're carrying the baby, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do yeah. impacts... You're, you're gonna let the men smile a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I see. Wow. But I think if it's if it's to do with genetics, then yes, then the men. It's usually um, yeah. genetics. That's when the men are involved. So if it is something that is in the family, from, yeah, yeah. Then in in your case, what does the therapy involve? Um, therapy involves playing. Mm. <laughs> a lot of the time, therapy involves playing with their child, being at the level of the child. What I have observed and I've been telling parents is that we should realize that children, once upon a time, were in a place called the womb, and then they come to planet Earth. And once they come onto planet Earth, they are learning a lot about what goes on on planet Earth. Between zero to three, they learn so much across um, different areas. Mm. Um, and so therapy in actually involves ensuring that the milestones are achieved mm. for many of these children. So if you have a child who has been diagnosed with, let's say, autism, at two years, they are not saying anything. At two years, they're running around. Their attention and listening is not very strong. They are not interacting. They're not looking at anybody. They are not stopping to listen. Mm. They're, they're not doing things that they were supposed to do, you know, according to the milestones. Yeah. And so we we tend, at Awawati, we tend to look at the milestones and then we find where the child is um, deficient, okay? And look at the deficit and then we build, we help the child build up those skills from okay. there. Okay, okay. So Lots those are some of, of the things. Lots of messages are coming in, I'm impressed. Godwin in Candace's Lexus. 
The other side of the issue is that by helping one or two of these special children to attain their full potential, we motivate other parents and children to strive for themselves or their children. By lifting one, we lift up many. And this, I believe, will break some kind of vicious cycle and uh, start a new path. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and and I agree. Thank you so much, Godwin, for your message. Um, uh, this is from Aikens, I think, in Nottingham, uh, uh, University of Leeds, UK. Yeah, Aikens oh. in University of Leeds, UK. Like I said, it's very appalling that our country doesn't have facilities to support children with special needs. I'm pursuing a PhD studies in special education needs in the University of Leeds, and trust me, Ghana has a long way to go with regards to resources for for children with special education needs and disabilities. Yeah. yeah, that's from Aikens in the University of Leeds. Thank you so much, Aikens. We're really grateful that you are sending that message. Mr. Francis Amendment from Tema Community uh, uh, Co Community 25 wants us to connect him to you. Okay, that's very fine. I'm sure uh, we can connect you to uh, Anikia. Uh, good evening, Lexus. I did special education in Winneba. We did speech and language deviation, anatomy, and audiology. I developed more interest in it, but here in Ghana, no headway. I was a teacher before the university, so now I am back to the classroom. Please ask her for me any advice and help, and that's from Aria in Mabwe, Catherine. Mm. That's a, actually a very sad situation because we have um, many... Um, people who have been trained as special needs teachers who end up in regular classrooms mm. because their colleagues sometimes uh, tease them and say that, okay, you, you've, you've been with special needs children, so you are, you know, you are also kind of special need. Wow. Yeah. So there's some stigmatization there. Yes. That's unfortunate. Yes. Eugenia yes. says, I met Nanekia at Rima House. She introduced me to World War II and it was the best decision ever. My daughter Elsie is 13 and doing extremely well with speech now. Oh. Thank you, Nana. You've been a blessing. Oh, thank oh. you. That's thank so you, heartwarming. Um, good evening, Lexus. Great show indeed. And I'm loving it here at Ekumfi Amisano. Amisano. Okay, Ekumfi Amisano. And this is from Amwening Benjamin. Uh, thank you so much, Benjamin. I'm, I'm glad that you sent in the message. I mean, I've I wish we could go on and on and on. But tell me, Anika, what is the biggest lesson life and living this practice has taught you? Uh, well, what it's taught me is that um, we need to be humble in many ways. You know, it's like mm. anything can happen. Um, your child, because some children are born with no challenges or people don't have any challenge and anybody can have a disability at any point in time you know at any point anything yeah. can happen yeah. an accident anything can happen for you to end up with a with a challenge so um, it's important that we all pull together to help each other and to help um, when you think about persons with special needs not to see them as um, hopeless mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. we should never see any person with um, a special need a child with a special need or even an adult as as a hopeless case because i think that's given the right input and the right support mm -hmm. many of these um, people can rise up yeah. you know to the challenge that um, 
they, 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 they may be facing. Millicent Ampa is on our Facebook live feed now and says, I'm Mimi from Pokuase, and I think I'm interested in her line of study. I'm really impressed and touched. I will make further inquiries and surely join her. Wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Desmond, uh, Chrissy Barting says, I'm proud of her daughter. She's just a... She's just as smart as her mother. Great woman. Oh, you have a daughter? I don't know what that is. Um, he's Des Desmond, Chrissy Whiting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know what what, what uh, he's referring to, but yeah. Um, interesting. Maybe yeah. there's another message that I'd, I'd need to go scroll <laughs> down our Facebook feed to pull up. But anyway, thank you so much, Desmond, for sending in that message uh, this woman is a great learned woman ghana is blessed to have her great impact to the nation and uh nesba iraqua said that's my mother-in-law a great woman <laughs> <laughs> looks like family members have showed up you know <laughs> yeah because we have i mean she she has um uh like i have a grandson uh, with yeah. uh, cerebral palsy she okay. has a son with a cerebral palsy okay. Okay. yeah so there is hope there is always hope there is always hope, you know, um, and I, I think it's important that people do not lose hope and people, I, I would like to say to anybody out there mm. who has a child with a disability that just as you invest in your ch children with no disabilities, you know, do that, make that same investment in the child with a disability and you may be surprised, they might surprise you. You're an angel, thank you so much. And uh, on behalf of all the many families that you've helped, uh, in fact, you know, your story provoked some curiosity in me to find out more about speech impairments and the, the disabilities and uh, the challenges with speech and hearing and all of that. And so I'm sure a lot more people, and I like the education as well that you've given about taking concoctions when you're pregnant and alcohol use and all of that. Mm. Maybe you should wrap it all up in one last advice before we can wrap up the conversation. I think, sorry, there was something else that I wanted to say, and um, I think having this opportunity is good to say, talk about it, and that's to do with voice, you okay. know, because we also work with voice problems. Okay. And, I mean, we find that in Ghana, there are many people with voice problems who do nothing about it. Okay. And it's just aggravates. It just gets worse and worse and worse, and then you might find in the end you may have your voice actually taken away from you. Mm. So you need to be able to protect and to look after your voice, especially mm -hmm. people who sing and pray aloud mm -hmm. a lot and teachers and teachers uh, or people who, who are engaged in uh, professions that involve a lot of talking. Me. <laughs> yeah, so just make sure that you're looking after your voice. How, how, how do we it's look just after water. It? Water, water, as we say, water is life. Just yeah. make sure that you always have water. You, uh, your vocal cords are always <laughs> lubricated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me gobble down some water yeah. now. <laughs> You're always sipping water, <laughs> yes. Um, and making sure that every time you are talking, mm. you make sure that you have some water that you sip. Okay. If you can't do it whilst you are talking, yeah. as soon as you finish, make sure that you've had some water. Okay. You know, cut down on... Uh, late eating and too much spicy foods um, late at night. Okay. Yeah, so... All those affect your voice. Yes, they do affect your voice. They can affect your, your throat area. Yeah. And that can affect your voice. Wow. Yeah. 
and you find that people have lost their voice and they're talking a bit like this but they're still talking yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it's like that it's like oh tomorrow I'll come now you need to rest that rest voice, voice. <laughs> you need to rest that voice when your voice gets that bad you need to rest it you should not be doing a lot of talking because you could pay for the for it um sometime i'm personally happy you actually mentioned this because <laughs> i work with my voice yes and at least i'm doing one thing right i have a lot, i take a lot of water so that's good Very yeah good. oh man i'm so happy <laughs> you're doing the right thing you good. know i'm yes. so happy that i met you i'm i'm grateful thank you so much yeah god bless you, you and uh, i pray that you continue to grow in all, all that you're doing and hopefully uh, it brings more returns as well and more fulfillment thank you Thank you. I believe it will. Amen. Nana Equia. Oh, yes. Nana Equia Victoria Usu. You left her the Victoria. I meant to attack you for that. <laughs> Why are you so keen on the Victoria? <laughs> because my it was given to me by my parents, and I wanted to keep it in. Ah, and okay. I think it's not a bad name. It no. means a victorious person. Uh, you're defending it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I actually so kept the, the name. I like it there. That. Yeah, okay. I like it okay. there. And I like uh, yeah, yeah. I also like it because I find that many Ghanaians find it very difficult to have an English name in the middle. Yeah. Rather yeah, than at the beginning. The yes. And they keep changing it. Our video, the video for this conversation is live on our Facebook page and when we're done the video is there you can share, you can actually watch it again if you miss any part of the conversation, okay? Thank you so much. I'm Lexus Phil on behalf of the team. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC